special edition of Fifth Gear Pinned Podcast. I'm Scott Perkins with my co-host here, Mr. Nick Stover. What's up, Nick? Oh, not much, Scotty Poo. How we doing? Oh, doing good, man. Like I said before we started this, I'm sitting in the luxurious uh, office that I have that's also doubles as a motorhome to travel with the races, so life is good. Yeah, gotta, gotta love that. Life on the road. That's right. All right, so hey, tonight, guys, we got a uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll try to get it done so we don't bore you to death. And uh, we're gonna cover uh, the West Terrace scrambles that happened uh, last weekend. We're gonna go over uh, some ISDE stuff, some stuff we've seen, and then we'll end it with our uh, infamous uh, off-road ramblings, which we're gonna give you all the juicy stuff at that point, right, Nick? Correct. All, all the good stuff. Sweet. All right. Well, hey, so I went to Washington, Bellingham, Washington, for uh, the uh, Western Hair, AMA Western Hair Scrambles uh, round, and uh, I didn't see you there. I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was really hoping to make it, but uh, you know, the wife cracked the whip, and I had to stay here and pay the bills and watch the puppies. Well, I don't blame her because I'm a lot closer to Washington than you are here in Utah. And uh, it was like a 16-hour drive for us. So, yeah. And about, I don't know, I think it was like $1,700 in fuel, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting crazy out there with gas. But, you know, it, it's all worth it when you get to get somewhere and get uh, get some good riding like you guys did. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, the drive is always cool. Um, I got to see some new stuff this time. Uh, I've been this way already, I think three times this year. So I did get to repeat some stuff, but, uh, but, but Hey, I get to travel and, uh, I got the coolest job in the world. So can't complain. You can, we're just not going to listen to you. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. So, you know, we, uh, yeah, we, we left here on Thursday morning. We got there Friday afternoon, and uh, it was Hannigan Speedway. Pretty cool little place. Uh, it's actually owned by Mike. He's the team owner for RPM, KTM. Um, pretty nice little place. You came in the gate, and the first thing I saw was a giant pile of sawdust, which... I wasn't sure if that was going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but, uh, you know, we got, we got set up there and it's a full little short track speedway and a motocross and they had a motocross on Thursday night, which we missed, but, uh, it worked out good. Um, rain. So, so it, it rained probably from the time we got into Washington until we got to the track. Uh, not crazy. But uh, enough that uh, we were a little concerned. Mm-hmm. And as we'll get into this later, we, we had reason to be concerned. So um, walked uh, Friday. Uh, ended up only being five miles. Turns out that rain, they had about two weeks, I think, before the event. They got a ton of it. And it pretty much swamped the other four miles that uh, Western Hair Scrambles wanted to use. And 
and so they ended up cutting it to five but you know took a took a walk around it on uh friday and it was there was definitely some mud spots uh they had a, a section they called Muddus Buddus, which we'll get into. It turned out to be the troublesome section. <laughs> um, and uh, we, hey, look, we had uh, guys there, actually. You know, some guys that aren't, aren't regulars. Uh, Dante Oliveira was there, the two-time... Uh, National Grand Prix champion, and uh, he won the works last year, and and brought his brother with him, Mateo Oliveira, who's won every single race he's entered this year, which isn't surprising. He's definitely got some talent, right? Mm-hmm. Then, uh, go ahead. I say then you had uh, Don Don Cherry. Yes. Yeah. Hey. AMA National Heron Hound Champion. Um, looking through the results, uh, I mean, you had Ricky Russell, GNCC East Coast guy. Uh, yeah. Jake Alvarez, Pro 250 rider. He, he was up there. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he brought his he brought his little brother with him, Tristan, and uh, he was racing and. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to see some people that don't normally frequent that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for the series. It's good for off-road racing, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, there wasn't a whole lot to do. It was kind of cool because it's one of the things I like about off-road racing is everybody just kind of hangs out, you know? Right. Um you know, Friday we walked the track. After that was over, we hung out a little bit, and then we actually stayed in the hotel this weekend. But, um, you know, come Saturday, you got the youth races going on, and everybody's just hanging out. You know, you've got, you know, the beta guys are all there. Uh, Serpas are there. Uh, the DC Yamaha us were there. Um, RPM, Kilmartin Three Brothers, you had Redondi there, and Ava. Um you know, Dante and Mateo, Timmy Wiegand was there for KTM. Uh, Alvarez was there. So everybody's just kind of hanging out, right? There's, you know, the big shows on Sunday, that's what we're all waiting for. So it's kind of cool that everybody can hang out together and just kind of BS. There was some serious wiffle ball game going on at one point. Um, I'm pretty sure there was some uh, shotguns of beers going on. Um, there was there was definitely some fun, but that's that's not something you see at like a motocross race or supercross. Yeah, it's it's definitely a a, a tighter group. You know, every, everybody is there to to compete, but they don't necessarily view the families and everybody else as competitors when they're not on the track. It's it's definitely more laid back, more of a family atmosphere, and it's you know. I, I don't know exactly why that is because the competition levels just as close and, you know, high level is what, um, it is a motocross. I, I, I think it's just, you know, people are out there more because they, they love the sport of rate of, you know, they love dirt bikes in general. They love camping and everything that goes along with that. And, you know, part of, camping and is you know creating those friendships and creating memories with the people around you that are at you know at the races 
where motocross it's it's it seems like it's hyper focused on results first and foremost and you know second to that is you know that how how many whole shots you get it's uh, there's very little emphasis placed on you know having a good time at the track versus the off-road stuff yeah i i would agree with that i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't argue that the intensity of these off-road guys they're factory guys they're pro guys they're doing this to try to make a living their intensity is no different than in the supercross or motocross guys i just think maybe they're 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 a little better at separating the two i mean come sunday it's it's all business for sure right um i think supercross has probably gotten more of that's just the way it's always been they don't change and you and you and I have certainly heard guys that have come over from that world to our world, and uh, they've said how different it is. Like, hey, wow, these these guys will actually talk to you. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So it's it's a good place to land for sure. Uh, you had uh, talk about let's talk about the the nine a.m. race. Mm-hmm. Which is the is the first one? It's where it's where the women pros are. Uh, they go an hour and a half. Sea uh, riders and the masters and the older guys and the trophy class that they have and sportsmen is all on that. And uh, right. you know we were kind of, you know we were kind of excited to some extent because we thought, all right, cool, the nine o'clock guys are going to go, and they're going to blow out all that mud. Mm-hmm. And so by the, by the pro up. race, it's going to be great. Yeah, have, have some nice lines already already cut in. Just pretty much a, a, a nice slot slot car race, and get have a couple line options for everybody to go through. Yeah, that's yeah. that seems logical for yeah, seemed, for Southern California. Lo- yeah, I mean, it seemed logical. <laughs> you know, we we figured there'd be a bunch of ruts, but okay, you know, yeah, uh, that's not the way it turned out, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but. Uh, you know the 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 pro women start first. You had uh, Kaylin, Ava, Kaylin Jacobs, Ava Silvestri, uh, Rachel Stout, Rachel Campbell, which I had not seen before. Uh, Allison Tonsgard and Ashley Gage. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley Gage got the whole shot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, she, if. If I recall correctly, uh, Caitlin was uh, sleeping while uh, while they threw the flag for everybody to take off because the video I saw, she she didn't move for a while there. <laughs> well, she made up a lot of ground because she came into that turn behind Ashley and Ava right next to her. But yeah, I didn't see that. We had gone we had gone over to the first uh, creek crossing that had a little bit of mud in it just to see them there, and um, by the time. By the time they got to where we were, which was literally just, you know, a hundred yards in from the end of the motocross section, it was, it was Caitlin and Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Allison Tonsgard was third. Uh, and then they, they just, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because you know, they're gone. Once they're gone, you see them, but you hear them, right? The right. echo in those trees is just crazy. And, we moved back over, and by the time we got back over to the pit area, uh, Kaylin, Kaylin had come in first, and 
I don't remember. I don't know. I think it was Ava second, mm-hmm. but she was probably back 30 seconds at that point. Yeah. And, time, uh, timing scoring has her, has her back. Um, yeah. About 40, 45 seconds on that first lap. Yeah. And I mean, they were both, they were both riding good at Tom's guard at one point was in the lead uh, before the end of the first lap. Cause we had walked over to where they, they almost go back into, into the motocross section and Tonsgaard came through there first. Caitlin was right behind her, but so I don't know if something happened along in there. I'm assuming it did because this was only the start of the mayhem. (laughs) Um, That muddest, buttest section uh, got bad and the girls and the sea riders and trophy guys, they were, they were all struggling. All we were getting was feedback and radio chatter about people getting stuck. And it certainly slowed everything down. Uh, it, it, it got so bad, Nick, that, I mean, they were, they were doing course changes in that section. Every lap. After the first lap. Yeah. I and mean, they, yeah, they, you said it was a five mile course and I'm looking at lap times here and, you know, you got lap times up. 34 minutes 30 minutes 45 uh 49 an hour 17 to do five miles yeah yeah and it was i think the first laps were like in the 13s and then they literally second lap they went to 16 something from there um and hey gotta give credit to margaret right He's a former AMA National Hare and Hound champion. He's part of uh, the National Hare Series, National Hare and Hound Series, as well as the Western Hare Scramble Series. And that dude was covered in mud because he was out in these mud holes. He was helping people get out. He was rerouting things, and I'm pretty sure they made a reroute every single lap. It was that bad, and and the crazy thing is, is that. You know, they, they would route it, reroute it, and then they'd have to reroute it again because by the time everybody got through that lap and the reroute, it was just as bad as the one before. Yeah, um, we're, so. we're talking, what, six, 50, 60 bikes going through? Yeah, there, there, there was, yeah, I think, yeah, it was probably in that, in that 60 range, 70 range, somewhere in there, but yeah, it was... It was crazy. And I mean, Caitlin, Caitlin Jacobs looked good. I mean, she put, she gained time every lap. Um, and I think by the third lap, she was up by like a minute 20, minute 22 on Ava. Mm-hmm. And um, we sat around and then we, we, we finally heard they're going to cut it a little bit short, I guess. And they're going to throw the checker flag that bad and they needed time to figure out stuff for the pro race that was going to happen an hour after that and uh we're sitting at the finish line and waiting for caitlin and i'm standing next to saul and next thing you know ava comes in Hmm. and i think we all kind of looked at each other like you know what happened i mean a minute a minute 20 lead on a five mile course it's it's tough to give that up. It is tough. And um, I think Ava was surprised, to be honest. 
Um, but she ended up winning. And I don't know, a little over a minute, maybe a minute and a half later, Caitlin came in and for as much as Ava was surprised that she won, Caitlin was pretty shocked that she had not. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they had made some course changes and, you know, she was like, look, man, she never passed me. What do you mean? I got second. She never passed me. And that, that turned into some, some pretty high level discussions between the race director, <laughs> the Jacobs, the Silvestris. Uh, yeah, it was RPM. It was, it was pretty intense for a little bit. I'm I'm sure with you know with the overall race win and pro class you know it's it's never fun when it's a surprise who wins. Yeah, and like you and I talked about earlier, right? Like you know, I get I get Caitlin's thing because I was standing there next to her dad. Right, she's like she never passed me. She never passed me, and I get it. She may not have seen her pass her. But, you know, when they were doing the reroutes and stuff like that, there, was, there wasn't there was just one line. There was many. And Yeah, exactly. A couple, couple and trees over and, you know, you're, you're focused on what you've got going on. I, I, it's, it's easy yeah. to miss. Like, like I talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago with the 10-hour. I was maybe 10 feet away, stopped on the side of a hill with, with the guys that we were racing for the lead. Didn't notice. Yeah, you never saw them. So. Yeah. You know, I get it. And then, you know, you, you know, as a human, your brain just goes, oh, wait a minute, man. How, how did I, how did I lose a minute 20? Right. You know, and I, you know, look, I'm the, I wasn't out there. I'm just getting this information sent in the pit like everybody else. And, you know, somehow um, that's what happened. Um, and apparently there was an official there that actually saw the pass happen. And I guess that's at at the end of the day. I think that's how the discussion ended about mm-hmm. who had won and who had finished second. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, congrats to Ava. I mean, she won the last round and she came back and won this one. Right. And and she rides for you, so congratulations, Nick. Well, I, I I appreciate it. Never never fun to win win under con- controversy, but you know. It's, valuable points towards the championship and we'll, we'll hey, take it. Uh, we're losing you. I don't know if you're moving around or not, but I'm, I'm blaming you with that spotty Utah uh, coverage. All right. Well, apparently, apparently we've lost Nick. Oh, no. Can you hear me now? Scott. All right, guys. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty there, Nick. But we are back. We are back. And we'll figure out how to splice this all together. (laughs) I wish you luck on that one. Yeah. So, hey, as we were talking about, um, your writer, Ava Silvestri, on her gas cast, ended up taking the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, never, never fun. Never a fun thing to win or, you know, under a controversy, but, um, you know, that's wins a win and uh, valuable points champ, uh, towards the championship. So, 
Yeah, and regardless of controversy, I mean, you, you race to win, you do what you have to do, and if it comes up, you come out on top, you come out on top, and you let that other stuff sort it, sort itself out. Exactly. Um, and then we had, uh, let's see, we had um, Allison Tonsgaard ended up in third. She's been racing the series on a regular, and uh, she was followed by Rachel Caldwell, and fifth place went to Rachel Stout, who's... Uh, she's leading the uh, national hair and hound points for the women, I think, right now. So I believe so. So it's good to see some desert racers trying to do this tree stuff, you know. Oh, it's it's a very similar skill set, uh, you know. Um, at as you know, going eighty across the desert, you're just running through all kinds of tear offs because of all the mud ruts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it dodged at all those trees at eighty miles an hour. So right, right. Yeah, it was. She was. Uh, Rachel Stout looked pretty good um, for for not racing a bunch of it, and you know she came in covered in mud. They all came <laughs> in covered in mud. Um, so, you know that that was how the the morning the morning worked out. However, let me add this to the morning race. They have what's called the trophy class, mm-hmm. and. It's really kind of just for like first time people to kind of get their feet wet and all that good stuff, and uh, kind of uh, just a open, unclassified, run whatever you want with whatever skill you want class. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And uh, Brian, who is Zane Roberts' mechanic, um, he's done the last two, and he was he was in a knockout dragout at this one uh, with the current points leader for the for the win and. Uh, couldn't couldn't end up quite getting there, but he's uh, he's having a blast. So hats yeah. off to him, man. He's racing and he's mechanicing and his guys doing well. So awesome, good for him. Good for Beta. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, so then you know <laughs> they pretty much cut that early, and I think there was about an hour and twenty minutes before the pro race started at noon, and and they were doing some serious work, from my understanding, out there trying to reroute stuff and and try to make it passable so they could start it. And they did a good job. I mean, they, they got the race off not too far afternoon. So, um, you know, and as you mentioned, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Ricky Russell showed up. He's a, he's a regular on the GCC. He rides for coastal gas gas, which is the, you know, factory team for gas gas over there. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he, I actually, I think he won the last round of GCC. So, and it probably helps that I think he lives there or somewhere close to where that is. So um, he's familiar. He showed up last year. He raced it last year too and won it last year as well. And um, Dante, Dante got the whole shot and, and Ricky was right behind him. And those two, I think battled, I think the first two or three laps, uh, Ricky was, Right, right behind Dante, and the two of them were walking away from from everybody else at yeah. that time. And and I think I think lap three or four is when Ricky got by, and um, we have we have some information I think of how that happened with Dante losing the lead. <laughs> you you want to share that information? Yeah, so uh yeah, I was I was talking to uh, um 
couple of the writers or, uh, you know, my, my sources. And, uh, they, they were saying that, uh, when, when Dante was, you know, going through that, that mud pit, he came around and there's pretty much no open lines going through because people were just stopped, you know, working their way through. So he chose a, chose one and is, uh, you know, making, trying to, trying to push through and ends up going down with one of the lappers. Uh, made contact with them. They both end up going down. And I guess the the guy gets up and is all mad at him and uh, came over and uh, slapped his helmet. Yeah, not not punched, but but slapped his helmet pretty good. And uh, Dante said, Did this guy wanted to fight me. <laughs> and he's like, I looked up. There was the boss, and the boss meaning Timmy Wiegand. And he said, I looked at the boss, and I thought, nope, he, he can handle this. And he picked his bike up and 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 took off. And the rumors I heard, he ended up spraying whoever this guy was, which is whatever mud the wheel would throw at him. So, uh, but that's where he that's where he lost his lead was right there. Hey, at least at least he made it interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and I I heard this I heard this same from some of the other pro guys that I talked to that. You know, they would get to these this sections and people would just be stacked up, stuck in ruts or just sitting there waiting to figure out what they were going to do. And, you know, they would they would ask, hey, can you just can you just lean over a little bit so I can get by? And these guys would just ignore them and not move, you know, and and, you know, you're you're a factory guy. I mean, you you're racing for championships and yeah, you're racing, racing, racing for bonus money. money. Yeah, bonus yeah, you, money. Right? you got to pay for the gas to get home. And so they don't have time to wait for you. They're going to go. Right. You know, and that was Dante's thing. He got there. He quickly tried to figure out which way he wanted to go. And when he decided to go, this other guy finally decided to go. And they ended up T-boning each other. But, you know, I I could see where this other guy was probably frustrated. I mean, he's already been stuck in the mud a couple times probably. And he's not having a good time and having somebody run into you doesn't make it any easier yeah it does not help the situation no and then uh those two were followed by uh your writer uh Giacomo Rinaldi on his gas gas and uh and uh beta Zane Roberts uh with and I think JT Baker was in fifth at that point correct um and then Austin Serpa the defending champion um but I mean they went at it you know, I mean, Ricky Russell kind of put some time on Dante after that, and not a bunch, but he he got some space, and you know, Dante doesn't quit. He was going after it, and you know, at the end of the day, that's that's where it ended up. I mean, I will tell you, the pits were busy the entire time. Um, you had guys. Like I, I watched JT Baker come in probably three or four times and, you know, hats off to his dad, uh, bra- brave soul, this guy, he's <laughs> taking, he's taking the radiator cap off of this bike cause it's smoking and steaming Oh geez. And, and they're dumping water in it every single time, oh. you know, and, and JT's is just like, well, dude, I didn't, you know, I don't want to blow the bike up. Yeah. You know, hey, and I, I mean, I get it, but whew. Yeah, I, look, I mean, I've 
I've had a cat pop off and burn my hand, and it isn't it isn't a fun experience. But but his dad was also pretty smart too, right? I mean, each time he told he told JT, hey, walk, step back, just get yeah. back. If this thing blows up out of there, then I don't want you know you getting waxed too. And and you yeah. know, Zane came in, and you know there was just guys coming in all over the place, and. And they just kept putting water in JT's bike, and he kept going, and he ended up fifth. <laughs> so you know, good for good for him. Um, and then uh, the pro twos. Yep. So uh, Blake Best, he's a regular. He's on a two smoker, I believe. Uh, he mm-hmm. got the whole. He got the whole shot. Two and, two stroke uh, power, baby. That's right. And. Got into the first turn and around the first turn and still had it. And by the time they got to the second turn, it was uh, DC Yamaha, my guy, Mason Ottersberg, right behind him. Mateo with RPM, RPM KTM right behind Mason. And your third guy, Shane Logan, the defending champion, right behind him. So, And they stayed that way for the first race. And they got into the trees and then... Things things changed a little bit. Uh, Mateo quickly moved to the front. Mason Mason got stuck in a mud hole and ended up having to lift his back wheel out of the trench. And by that time, everybody had gone by. Uh, Shane Logan hit some tree roots, hit a tree, crashed, got up, got stuck again. Um, and then I think he was probably five minutes back at that point after the first lap. And it was it was crazy. And Mateo, I mean, what can you say about that kid? I mean, yeah. he is—he's is yes. not—he's not lost a race this year, not one. Yeah, he's—he's yeah, he's just on a, a whole, whole nother level from everybody else this year, and he's just—he's got got his sights set high for uh, you know for the rest of the year and for next year, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he hasn't done this series all year, but according to him and his. And his brother Dante, this is what they grew up riding. Is this kind yeah. of stuff from where they live up north, north of California? So uh, he he quickly got into the lead and just kind of started to walk away. And and then you had uh, you had Blake Best was still sitting up there in second. And then uh, Jason Donners, Donners mm-hmm. is the last name, and Anthony Ferrante were one, two, three, and four, and. It kind of stayed that way for a little bit. Uh, Mason Mason fell back to 11th, I think, on lap two and mm-hmm. three. Uh, and then things, he moved to fifth. Uh, Shane was just riding around. He came in at one point, and I, I went over to ask him if there was something I could do, and he's like, dude, I just crashed, and, you know, the bike's kind of overheating. I'm just going to just get my points and get out of here in one piece. and. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. And and hats off to him, man. I mean, it's not just – you don't just have to have talent on a dirt bike. You got to have some brain power to think things through. Yeah, exactly. You can't just go out there, wad up, and, you know, oh, well, I, I, I'm not feeling great at the moment, so I'm going to call it a race. You know, you got to think, hey, you know, that's – I got – I've got a whole series, a whole year that I'm putting into this. I can't throw it away right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's what he did. He didn't quit. He's got to get whatever points he can get, which is smart because you never know. Oh, you yeah. could lose. 
if you quit that day and you lose by one point, then you're you're upset at yourself. So, oh yeah, you know, smart smart on his part. And I think Donner's Donner's I think was I think he's a Washington kid. I'm not I'm not 100 percent positive, but you know those guys. Ferrante, I think, is from Northern California, so they rode that stuff good. They know how to ride it, and that's what the podium was. It was Mateo and Donners and Ferrante. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and then we had, let's see, who was four and five? Four and five was, so actually, it, was, it wasn't that. It was Mateo Oliveira first, uh, Jaden Donners. Blake hmm. Best, Anthony Ferrante, and Ashton Oudman, mm-hmm. Oudman, um, who I, that was his first race in the series this year. So I, I'm yeah, I think he's he a, local a local up there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it it didn't go as planned for for my guy or your guys, uh, but you know, hey, that's that's racing. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, for us, we get out of it in one piece. Um, I only had, I had Jake or Jack Anderson was there for us too. And he had some clutch issues after lap three. And so that pretty much ended his day, but. And mud, mud uh, will do that to a bike. Yeah. I mean, it's, it had branded clutch plates in it. So, I mean, it just, it happens. Um, but you know, Mason, Mason ended up seventh, but you know, and I hate saying this because he's ahead of your guy, but. You know, we went we went in with a twenty three point lead in the championship, and even with the seventh, we came out with twenty eight points, so we gained five points. So, hey, for for a, my guy, you know, he he finished well back and only lost five, so it's, yeah, that's pretty much you know the yeah. best case scenario for us too. Yeah, and you know, anything can happen. We got three rounds to go, and and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, it. You know, it's uh, a 20, 28 points is one race. You have a motor issue, wheels, you know, uh, get tangled up with a lapper, have something happen there, you know, electrical or, you know, uh, hopefully not an injury. But, you know, any anything can happen to anybody at any time. And that's what makes these race series exciting, you know, just because one guy is doing well at the moment and in the lead or not doing well doesn't mean that next next race or the race after that's going to be the same case. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. And, and that's where you're at, right? Cause you know, right now in the pro 250 class, you know, Ottersburg's got a 28 point lead on Shane Logan and a 28 point lead on Anthony Ferrante. And then Donner's is only 38 back and Turlo is 43 back. Turlo wasn't there this weekend. So, um, that's his that's his loss of points and and drop but you know like you said anything can happen and that's kind of where you know the pro points are right you know redondi's got the points lead he's got mm-hmm. eight points on zane roberts beta factory beta uh austin serpa the current champion he's only one race down at 30 points mm-hmm uh, Taylor Robert is 37 points back, but I'm not sure that we'll see him before the end of the year. Yeah, uh, that sound, sounds like his, his injury is going to take a little while to, to heal up. Yeah, and even if we do, it'll be, you know, maybe last round, and it, it'll be too too late, I think, at that point to, to snag the championship. And then mm-hmm. uh, JT Baker, he's 49 points back in fifth. You know, and it, anything can happen. So, I mean, right now it's Redondi and, and Zane Roberts, but 
you never know. And then over on the pro women's side, you've got uh, Ava Silvestri leading. Uh, Kaylin Jacobs is now six points back. Uh, Rachel Stout is 28 points back. Allison Ponsgaard is 40 back. And Ashley Gage is 48 back. So, tight, you know, tight racing in all classes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tight for sure. Uh, kind of like that 20 to 26 racing class, I think, yeah. at the GPs. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty tight today, too. Yeah, no, it's, it's a tight group of guys right in there. So you guys know I posted some stuff on on the National Grand Prix side today about the points leaders, and Nick was nice enough to remind me that the 20 to 26 class was pretty tight too. So hey, there's six guys within one point of each other. Just I, you know, it's it's and excellent riders in that group. Just top top notch riders. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, look, overall the weekend was good. You know, like we said, they had numerous course changes throughout the day. So some of the some of that mud honestly was seat height deep. It was it was bad. Yeah, um, I, had, I was talking to Caitlin earlier, and she was saying that there there's parts that were you know handlebar deep where you you're essentially just in a slot and you're eye level with the ground as you dip down through it. So yeah, and if you guys if you guys want to go see what that was, go over to, to the uh, Western Hair Scrambles Instagram or the JMR video. Uh, Instagram, which is Jacob Mingdas, and you could see what the mud looked like, how deep it was, and how Jacob Argerite looked like a mud monster covered head to toe with his helmet on. Yeah, the, J- Jake's the true hero out of every, everybody on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was other people in there too. I don't know who they were, but um, there was definitely people in there. So it was a it was a fun weekend, and uh, we'll wait to go again next year. So oh, next, you got you got another uh, Washington round here coming up, don't you? Yeah, so there's three rounds left there. Um, the next one is until September, so the break is going on, and that's in uh, Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Tootle, I think, or Tuttle, uh, Washington, which is not too far outside of Portland, Oregon, actually. Um, and then it ends in Wilsieville, uh, up in Northern California. So awesome. A little bit of time off. I'm guessing the Boise round will be a complete opposite of what Bellingham was. So I'm sure the guys will be excited. At least our West Coast guys will be. <laughs> Used to being able to, to stare through dust, not to, through mud on the lens. Yeah. And, and you know, thanks to Jacob McNudd and Jacob Argerbright and Meg Argerbright, um, Steve Roberts, who did all the announcing, and Amber Watson, who does the scoring. They did a, they did a, good, they did a great job. Uh, and then Mike over at RPM K- KTM, it's actually his facility. He's had it, I think he's only since 1950. Um, nice. And they, they did a great job. It was it was a cool place to be. Awesome. Very cool. So, so let's change subjects here. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, ISDE. I mean, yeah. that's coming up uh, the end of August through, I think it's yeah. the 29th. Yeah, the 29th of August through the 3rd of September. Bikes just just left for uh, for Ohio. Yeah, and and you've gone to ISD, right? Yeah, I went in uh, 2017. So so you know, obviously, I haven't been, <laughs> and at 54, I'm not sure I'll go other than to go watch at some point. But there's there's a lot involved with that, right? Like you just talked about the bikes, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so a, there's the process of how this works. Yeah. So um, you know, it's not just a, a show up and race type thing. Um, you know, for, 
for the majority of the club riders, you have to be, you have to qualify in. So you do the qualifier series. Then once you qualify, you essentially get an email with like, oh, probably 15 different things of, hey, you, you need this, 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 and this. Uh, you have to send, um, you know, you have to decide if you're sending a bike or if you're going to rent a bike over there. If you're renting a bike, you need to uh, obtain all the documentation to prove that it is a legally registered bike and all that fun stuff. If you are shipping a bike, you have to have all the documentation uh, showing proof of ownership and all that fun stuff. And then if you're renting a bike, um, your crate can only be a certain size. If you're sending a bike, your crate can be a larger size, but it is still not large enough to put a whole bike in. So you essentially have to disassemble the bike slide it into this crate slide uh and then put all your extra stuff in there and you know extra set of boots extra gear extra you know any specialty tools um if you're taking mooses air filters extra plastics extra levers any any parts that you want there um you know sprockets uh just pretty much anything that you could possibly need in a race that you're going to be doing in two and a half months, three months down the road and you're taking boxing it up and you're sending it to Ohio with, you know, I think it's 32, 33 other people that once everything's there, they all get put in a container and shipped uh, over to this year. It's in France and the, hopefully it's there when, before the race starts. Um, <laughs> you, you hope, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. And so that's you know that's just just for your bike. For yourself, you have to do. Um, you get the team has a hotel that uh, you have to go and book. However many nights you're going to be there, you have to book your flights. You have to um, if you're going to do the team meal plan, which is a really good idea come race week because you pretty much don't have time to do anything else that week. So you, you, the, the team pretty much takes care of it and says, Hey, we're going to have dinner. It'll be ready from this time to this time, show up, eat, go do your thing. Um, there's the actual registration for the race, which is birth certificates, uh, physicals. Um, you have to have all your immunizations, your shots, um, Oh, you have to have a FIM uh, license. You have to have a whole bunch, a whole list of things. Um, And they pretty much send you a packet and just tell you to start checking these off. And, you know, they have to be done by this date and this date and that sort of thing. Um, And then, yeah, once, and then you pretty much have to, you book your flight, your flight for pretty much a week before the race starts. And for that week before you are walking the special tests and building your bike that you sent over in a crate two months earlier. So um, it's uh, it's quite the experience. So it's it's mm -hmm. safe to say that you don't just go and qualify and you just go over there. It isn't that easy. There's a lot. Um, There's a lot going on. You you can accidentally qualify. That's that's what I do. I'm not saying you don't accidentally qualify or qualify, but it's not like just say, "Hey, cool, I qualified them." It's not oh, like no, going. Yeah. It's not like going to a to a NGPC race and you're just throwing your toolbox and your bike and 
and gear in a back of a truck and going and showing up and racing. There's way There's, more involved to this. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, you're essentially setting up for, um, 40 hours of racing two, two and a half, three months in advance and trying to think of everything that you would normally t- take to the races while being like, while trying to keep the stuff that you normally take to the races here while you're racing before you go to the race. Right, right. So, you know, you, you end up with a lot of second sets of tools after the race, um, you know, uh, second, third set of boots, second, you know, uh, extra pair of wheels. There, there's all kinds of fun stuff that you, afterwards you're going, why do I have so many of this? And you think back and go, oh, yeah, I, I needed two sets of everything for three months or four months, you know, how right. long it takes right. between sending sending the bike and getting it back. So... This is an important part of this whole thing. Not the important thing, but important. So just for you to go, what was the cost of that? Give or take. Uh, I mean, we, when year. we did uh, when we did it, we did it a little bit bougie. Um, the lowest number that I, I've heard, I believe, belongs to um, Ryan Kudla. And I believe he, he got his cost down to like $12,000 between flights, hotels, uh, I believe that year he rented a bike or bought a bike and then sold it afterwards. And so, you know, figured out what the loss was there. Um, Rental car, food, everything, you know, it was roughly 12 grand for just him to go. If I recall correctly, Um, we, we were slightly above that because we at the time hadn't really, um, we were kind of using it as a vacation. So we right. were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to go a little, you know, a couple of days earlier, spend a little bit more on the hotel. Oh, we're going to, you know, get the, the nicer hotel room. We're going to, you know, get the nicer. Um, we're not going to do the meal package. We're going to, you know, explore around the town and buy whatever food we can, stop at nice restaurants. You know, we don't want the, the small little um, rental car. We want one size up. And, yeah, so it, there's, we definitely didn't do it the, the cheapest route, but yeah, you know, anywhere from 12, say 12 to 20 is what it costs for an individual to, to go race it. Right. So let, let's, let's split, let's just say it's 15 for, yeah. for one person to go with their bike and everything included is 15. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that doesn't include your wife. It, it does not include, boyfriend. yeah, does, doesn't include the support person that you have to have. Because right. that's how that's how the team functions is you bring, you know, you come as a rider and you have to bring a support person who is there for the team. They're not there for you. They are there for the team. Right. So now you're double that, right? Uh, not 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 quite um, because oh, the hotel but... the hotel room is shared. Um, so yeah. pretty much the, the big cost difference is flights and meal plan is right. pretty much what you're adding by a second person. So you're you're adding another three grand. We'll we'll say. Right. And then you're, you're representing your country. Not everybody oh. gets this opportunity. Right. So that makes, that makes it worth it. Yeah. Your parents want to go now oh. they got to spend money. So it's what I'm getting at is, and for you guys listening to this and we'll name the guys off that are in the clubs, but each one of these guys is holding some kind of fundraiser of some sort to help them get there. If you have an opportunity to help these guys out, whether it's five bucks or five hundred bucks or anywhere in between, 
please do so. These guys, these guys have worked their butts off to represent, you know, us as a country and, and do the best you can to help them out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everybody has uh, t-shirts. I know a lot of them are doing either writing clinics or, um, you know, events. Um, I know Kai uh, Aelo's planning one here shortly in the SoCal area. So be on the lookout for that one. Um, I think Anson Maloney's doing a uh, ride day uh, slash riding clinic up at uh, his ranch in NorCal. Um, David Fulmer's got a, a ride event, uh, riding clinic, ride day for uh, out in Arizona. Um, either, I think it's coming up pretty quick if I recall correctly, but um, yeah, uh, and then most of them have GoFundMes and then yeah, almost all of them have uh, T-shirts. That's kind of the the go-to, right? Uh, bare basic that they do because everybody everybody likes a T-shirt. Yeah, who doesn't, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk about these guys. So you've got for the club guys that have qualified, you've got Anson Maloney, Tyler Vore, Anthony Ferrante, Travis Reynaud, uh Shane Siebenthal, Jaden Donners, Ben Knight, Sean O'Leary. John Seahorn, Jonathan McDougal, David Fulmer, Nathan Rector, Gary Smith, Chase Bright, John Beal, and Huck Jenkins. I will tell you, usually every year when I see this, there is a bunch of guys that I recognize. And this year, it's it's a lot different. Like, I know who Anson Maloney is. Uh, Anthony Ferrante, we talked about him earlier. He was mm-hmm. He races the hair scramble. Uh, Jaden Donners, we talked about him too. He was second last weekend in in Washington. Ben Knight, he's a desert kid out of Utah. Uh, Utah. Um, David Fulmer, he's part of our California guys. We know him mm-hmm. real well. Uh, Gary Smith, uh, Gary Smith owns owns a beta shop in uh, Vegas and does suspension. Cool dude. Um, and then John Seahorn, John Seahorn. Just so you know, John Seahorn is um, SXS Glide Plates. He makes ah. kid plates. Uh, he's a sponsor of ours. Really cool guy. Good, good for him. He so his real quick his story. He went twenty years ago to France for ISD on a one twenty five. <laughs> So he's, he's going, going back. Going back he's going back this year, twenty years later, back to France on a one twenty five. Well, if he's riding a Yamaha, it's the same technology, so he'll he's gonna feel right at home. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he's riding. I don't <laughs> remember what he told me, but I'm guessing it's a KTM, but I could be wrong. That's but awesome. That's super cool. There seems to be a you know, a big difference. I don't see a lot of the guys that I normally see, you know, so I yeah. guess, you know, that's a good thing getting some other people getting a chance to go over there. Yeah. And I, I think on the, for the West side, uh, the, at least the West qualifiers, at least there are, there was, um, there was one round canceled and then the other two rounds conflicted with the GPs, one with NGPC, one with works. And mm-hmm. so I think that opened the door for guys that, um, we're kind of thinking about doing ISDE, but hadn't really committed to um, 
to doing it and they they were kind of half in half out and just kind of were doing the series as hey let's let's see what this is all about and see how i can set up for making a run at it next year right right that's that was how uh when i qualified that was my my thought process was hey i'm gonna do this qualifier series this year learn what it's about and then make a run at it for the following year and accidentally qualified (laughs) that's what you meant by accidentally qualifying well correct yes yes and um when i i was talking to david fulmer earlier in the year and that was kind of his thought process too and after that first round i'm like hey you it kind of looks like you got a shot with who's there and what what's conflicting with the second qualifier um you you might want to plan on going yeah yeah and good for him man he's a good kid his parents are cool good mm-hmm. people and and i'm i'm stoked for him and then you've got selected right that's better than I, i've been told this that you know Ante Kalanen from KTM, he he runs that whole ISD thing and, and organizes everything. And and I guess he selects riders. And what he's done this year is he selected uh, Thorne Devlin, who's a GNCC kid. Uh, Mike Witowski, who's on the Ampro Yamaha. He races uh, GNCC. Jeff mm-hmm. O'Leary, I haven't, I haven't heard of him before. You've got Craig DeLong, who is... Yeah, Husqvarna. He won the Pro 2 Championship there at GCC last year. And then your guy, uh, Kyle Yellow, who's also on a Husky. Yep. Um, What I've been told is this is like the dream team kind of thing and and that it's kind of like a tryout too. It's, yeah. You can make it to the trophy or the junior trophy teams. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of every year they've got that, that select that selected team that's, Hey, we're, we're going to give these guys a taste of, you know, essentially a no pressure situation of what to expect in the future while, while they're still, you know, new to this and we can mold them into, Hey, this is how you do this. This is, you know, this is the mindset you have for these races versus a single two hour race, three hour race. You know, you're, you're over there and you're putting 40 hours on a bike in a week. You know, you're you're putting a, a season's worth of racing in one week. Yeah, for um, sure. So it's it's a completely different mindset and different type of racing than we do. So it's kind of the the factory's way of getting you know getting people to be accustomed to that style. Um, you know, Dante was in that position a couple years ago. Mateo has been in that position for a while. Um, uh, let's see who's on the, um, Cody Barnes was, was in that position. Uh, Caleb Russell was in that position, uh, quite a while ago, but still same thing. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a great idea, right? Oh yeah. It's, this is. This is a battle for best in the world, right? And yeah. we're we're Americans. We think we're the best in the world. So are we? Are we not? Us, you mean you mean we know we're the best in the world? Well, some of us know. Some of us think it's kind of in between, right? I don't want to sound too cocky, but yeah, man, we're 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 the best. Of course we are. But you got to have some kind of a training thing, right? Because, like you said, kind of like the qualifier, right? You go over there, you do the qualifiers to get an idea of what it it really is and how it works. And then you go the next year and make your run at it. 
right. it's kind of the same thing. Let's get these guys in there. Let's get them used to it and accustomed to how it's got to work, what you know, what you got to do. And then if we need to, we'll pull you. And, you know, I think, I think they've had to do that this year. You know, let's, let's, there, there's been some injuries. Yeah. There's been a lot of injuries. Right. And, um, you know, as of right now, trophy team, the junior trophy team and the women's team have not been announced by the AMA. Uh, you, you and I are in this, in this industry. We know a lot of people. We talk to a lot of people and we hear a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll go over that in the off-road ramblings next. But from my understanding of what I'm hearing, and again, you guys, this is not confirmation. This is not uh, for sure. But this is information that we've received that we feel like, you know, warrants at least having the discussion and putting it out there. Uh, let's let's start with the, the women's uh, world trophy team. You know, and honestly, I think this is a no-brainer. Uh, Brandy Richards. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it had, like I said, guys, it hasn't been announced, but she won every single test last year. I think yeah. there's no question she's going back. This year. So, yeah, so long as she wants to go, yeah, she, they're, they're right. going to take Right. And then, so this, this is what I've heard again, not confirmed, but it's Brandy Richards, Corey Steed, and Rachel Goodish. And if you don't know who Corey Steed is, uh, she's a GNCC women's pro. She's won a couple of races this year. She's beat Brandy, I think, twice. Um, you know, Brandy's been over there this year. She's really, really good. Uh, and then Rachel Goodish. Um, she's, I think, I think she's on a gas gas, right? Mm-hmm. And she's so. gone. She's gone before. So if that's if that's the way it works out, then you know, hey, solid, solid, solid team. Yeah. No, no question. No question. And then uh, junior trophies. This is this is my understanding. Uh, Mateo Oliveira, Austin Walton, and Cody Barnes. Another solid team. Um, yeah, not not surprised by. Wouldn't be surprised if that was the team. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be either. And again, guys, don't kill me if it comes out from the AMA and it's completely different than what I said. It's just <laughs> the ramblings and stuff that we hear. We're um, we're and, making all of this up. Yeah, there's there's a we felt there was enough validity in it to to talk about it, right? And make the yeah. make the prediction. We're not saying that's what. It, oh, I mean, I mean, with with all the I'm, injuries out there, it's pretty much who's left. Yeah, and and if we're right, then we're heroes. If uh, we're wrong, then we're zeros, and we'll take the punishment. Uh, But it's cool to see two West Coast guys, you know, Mateo Oliveira and Austin Walton. And then Cody Barnes, is uh, he's a GNCC, pro safety guy. So Mm -hmm. um, it's cool to see. And then this is where where the prediction really gets crazy a little bit. We're a world trophy team, right? And we just talked about it. There's mm-hmm. been a ton of injuries this year. You know, first Stu Baylor goes out, then Ben Kelly goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, then Taylor Roberts. Then Taylor Roberts goes out. And, and you got Ryan Sipes, who's still injured. You're talking about three or four guys that are arguably the best off-road riders on the planet. And we don't have as, as Americans and as a team, we don't have access to them. So what, what the rumblings are, what I hear, and this is, 
my prediction is uh, it'll be Dante Oliveira, Josh Toth, Lane Michaels, and are you ready for this one, Nick? I, you know, I, I, I think I know who you're gonna say, and I'd be surprised. Okay. But uh, you know, it <laughs> certain brands have surprised me with who they have brought back. Yes, yes, and 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 there's four guys on this World Trophy team. So here's the here's my picks: Dante Oliveira, Josh Toth, Nate Michaels, and get ready for it, Caleb Russell out of retirement, Pull, pulling a dunge. And I will tell you that stuff anyway. But I also follow all the Instagram stuff, and and let me tell you, Caleb Russell was just at Erzberg. Racing. Mm-hmm. This, this weekend, weekend for GCC to race. Just, just because, just because. Yeah. So you know, you know how the internet is, and social media gets, and that's the first thing people say. Plus, there was a post from Auntie on his Instagram, I guess, that somebody told me about that just said one more time. You know what? So, I'm I'm gonna throw a a fifth name in there just just to right. mix it up. All uh, right. If we're if we're going with you know crazy internet conspiracy theories, let's get Zach uh, Zach Osborne back on the ISD team. All right. He's he's been doing all the brand ambassador stuff and the um, you know kind of a bunch of fun races for uh, for Husky, and I I wouldn't be surprised to see him with the shape that you know. With with the the picks that are available, wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, over in France represent, you know, flying the colors. All right, that's a that's a legit pick. I, I haven't heard that anywhere, but I, yeah, man, that makes sense to me. I get it. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's those those are good teams, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah, no solid 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 teams. Fat. Fast, uh, fast riders in all three. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, there's certain people. I mean, shoot, man, Dante's get he's gone already. Yeah, he went last year. Um, he's a two-time AMA National Grand Prix champion. He won the Works Championship last year as well. Um, he's he's a he's a bad mofo on a dirt bike, no question. Mm-hmm. And then Mateo, I don't know how he I don't know how he doesn't go. It's yeah, he he's all races here. Yeah, and he's been, uh, you know, he, he's been before on that select team, so it's he's that's it, yeah, what that team was designed for. Hey, you know, you have the experience, come on up. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, and like like we talked about, Brandy Richards. I mean, that's a, that's a no brainer. Right. Mean, she doesn't get picked, and uh, I don't know what they're thinking, but <laughs> I I I a hundred percent can guarantee you that she will be on that women's team. Yeah, yeah it's... so I can't I can't 100% Corey Steed or Rachel Goodish, but hey, those two are good picks and logical picks uh, based on you know what women are available. So um, I guess we'll I guess we'll have to wait and see. AMA's uh, hasn't announced it yet. So um, and I know I know Lane Michaels is is hurting a little bit still, so he's kind of on that injury list with. With Baylor and Taylor Robert, and sounds like an open door for uh, Zacho. Yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt. 
So, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll either get crucified or we'll be heroes or just me getting crucified. One of the two. It probably crucified either way, but you know, that's, that's fine. We're, we're used to getting yelled at. I'm, I'm, I'm married. You're a team manager. Yeah. 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 It's, it's part of the life we live, right? Exactly. So, all right. Well, Hey, let's end this podcast. that we call off-road ramblings. I thought we already did that with the we World did. Trophy team. We did some of that, but there's still some other stuff we got to share. <laughs> uh, and, and again, you guys, this is just stuff that we hear as team managers, stuff that we hear around the pits, people we know in the industry. By no stuff. means is any of this comp Information confirmed 100%. But, yeah, some some of it we're making up just to see what we, what rise we can get out of people, if we can make yeah. something happen, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're either 100% full of it or we're going to get lucky. 99% full yeah. of it. Or we're going to get lucky. So, <laughs> um, first up, let's, uh, let's talk about Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about it in the, in the podcast before this, you know, the, the stuff we're hearing is, you know, teams are moving to hair scrambles next year. Um, we don't know that that's a hundred percent true, but it's... there's, there's a likelihood that there's going to be a few teams that move. And uh, I think, I think it's worth talking about, especially when, Last weekend, you see Dante Oliveira and Mateo Oliveira at a hair scramble that they have not done. And and like Dante said, the boss was there. And Timmy was there. Mm-hmm. Now, now keep in mind, I, I heard that Timmy was there because he already planned to be there because Kayla Robert was going to be there, but he got hurt. So, um, you know, look, it could simply be that Timmy was going anyway and he asked his two other guys to go so that he would have somebody there. <laughs> Hey, I, I was I was riding bicycles with Timmy on uh, Saturday, the day before, and uh, you know, so he he had to catch a flight to get up there, and it's pretty easy to cancel flights. Just yeah, saying. yeah, and so you know, I just don't be shocked, guys, if you see Dante doing hair scrambles next year. Now, if he is, what is he doing, Nick? They do. They do too, right? They, yeah, two, two, uh, two primary series. So um, I mean, he he's not going to leave the a national national title alone. He's going to do definitely going to be doing it NGPC, and then West Hair Scrambles would be that second one. Yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, that's what I think the OEMs want. They want that AMA national championship. It's yeah. the big. It's the biggest in off road, and it's what carries the most weight and and good for branding. So. If it happens, guys, that's where you'll see Dante. Um, now, Dante's got a brother, Mateo. Uh, I would not be surprised if you see him on a 450 next year. All right. I'm hearing the same same rumblings. You know, he's a... He's been on the the 250 a while, and I, I'm thinking that he's he's wanting to give a big brother a run for his money. 
Yeah, and it, and again, man, he's I don't know what he's up to. I think he's up to thirteen in a row this year. He has he has a loss, and that that one he's a he's a good kid. I mean, I spent the whole weekend with him pretty much, and and he's he's got a shitload of talent, man. Oh yeah, and and you know he's been in that two fifty class for a long time. You know he doesn't he doesn't want to leave KTM. I don't think not a bad you know problem to have to begin with. And you know he's got that sibling rivalry with his brother, right? I oh, mean, yeah. so he's got nothing left to prove, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know why he would move to a 450 uh, come 2023, but again, we'll know that's gonna happen. Gonna happen for sure when he puts it out on his Instagram or or you know RPM or KTM makes that announcement. So, mm-hmm. but guys, don't be surprised if you see it. What else we got, Nick? We had a few things. Uh, oh, also hearing that uh, end of the year for NGPC Havasu and the Hair Scramble Wilsonville, we're going to have some uh, GHC, uh pro guys. Well, the, the, the last couple of years, it's coincided with their photo shoot where they bring all the, the East Coast guys out you know, to do the photo shoots in SoCal here. Um, yeah, you know, the, the KTM Husky guys. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's a little bit tighter track, suits them a little bit more than, you know, say something like 29 Palms where they, they've never seen fifth gear. And now we're asking, you know, asking them to reach for sixth. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they've been there before, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah K- a lot of them has been there. Thad Duvall has been there. Ben Kelly has been there. Josh Toth has been there. Um I'm I'm hearing what I'm hearing is you know well Gus Reardon I think is going to come back nice. uh, to to do that one and he's been over at GNCC this year and that's where he's going to be going forward but uh, I've also heard that it's a possibility that Lyndon Snodgrass who's I think leading the XC2 class over at GNCC will be there mm-hmm. uh, and then there's uh, another kid from Australia that came out this year doing GNCC. I forget what his name is, but he was a top motocross kid, and he's coming too. So, hey, awesome. it's, it's great, right? It's great for off road. I, I wish, I wish we could do more of the cross, you know, thing. And and honestly, this year I think we've probably done more of it than normal. I mean, Brandy's been over at GNC a few times. Caitlin Jacobs yeah. went the last time. She's done this uh, U.S. Sprint Enduro. Uh, Ava's been over there, so uh, we're definitely starting to get some some crossing over. Yeah, it, and it's it's always cool to see see that and see, you know, like the the GNCC guys. We we watch them on TV, and you go, man, you know, the, they're super fast. And then you put them out with our guys, and you're going, okay, you know, you see where that talent is but you're also putting them somewhere that they've never ridden dirt's completely different and the speeds are completely different. Yeah. So you're going, okay, you know, it's, it, it, it highlights where I, our guys are really strong. And then you do something like a West hair scrambles with Ricky Russell and Dante and you go, okay, that's where they shine in that tight technical, you know, quick in and out of stuff, dealing with ruts, lappers, all that. And so it's it's very interesting seeing that different riding styles from one coast to the other and where where they shine. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. You know, and you know, it's, it's just good for the sport in general. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. off road is, is huge. And if we can continue to help it grow and, and people can see who who's racing and, and how fast these guys go. I mean, I, I went to do two GNCCs well, a year before last and shocked at how fast these guys go through the trees. Yeah. Uh, shoot. I watched, I watch, I follow Stu Baylor. That, that dude's great. Um, plus great he, runs, he runs a Yamaha, but, great. um, but I watched, he was at some local race last weekend and he's going through the trees, dude. I mean, it was a straight line, but it was dusty there. He is hauling the mail. I don't know how he even saw what was in front of him. And <laughs> yeah, you just, if, you, if you hit it fast enough, you don't need to see it. No, no. But you don't want to hit a tree at that speed, which. Oh, yeah. tree, trees, stumps. Yeah, he's found that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dalton Shirey found that out last weekend, too, on the first <laughs> lap. But, um, oh, so it's a u- universal thing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a universal thing. Uh, all right, last thing, man, and then we'll we'll get these guys out out of uh, put them put them out of their misery of listening to you and I for over an hour. <laughs> um, but and we talked about this last time, right? So, and I, I'm a, I only bring this up again because you know we talked about Dante, right? I mean, right. while we're here and we don't know if. It's, for real yet, but if he's going to hair scrambles and he's not going to, KTM's not going to leave an AMA National Series, that means he doesn't go to work. Right. Um, and if KTM's going, right, then Husky's probably going to go. Yeah, I would imagine that they, they would be following suit and, you know, same thing with Gas Gas. You know, they're they're essentially already there with Giacomo. Yeah, I mean, Jack Rodondi's already there, and you know, what does that mean, right? Like, I've I've had conversations with with other teams, and and you know, what does Honda do, right? Right. What does Kawasaki do? What does Yamaha do, right? Um, although Yamaha doesn't have a factory presence on on the West Coast, but but you know as well as I do, right? Like you and I, man, running the teams we run, we want to go where the fast guys are. Yeah, exactly. It's it's um, d- despite what my past says, it's not as much fun to uh, to win races and championships when nobody else is there. Yeah, right. And the OEMs, man they they tend to follow each other, right? So my oh, guess yeah. is, yeah. So my guess would be yeah. is. If Auntie decides that KTM, Husky, and Gas Gas are all going, then Honda and it's, Kawasaki have decisions to make. It's it's almost forcing their hand, you know. And I would think from a manufacturing side, they're going, "Hey, these guys are targeting a different market, you know, with NGPC, you know, the GPS versus a more off-road series, but not full off-road, such as." Um, the national heron hound you know it's kind of that intermediate intermediary class that i i would argue that more people are familiar with um on a you know on a recreational level you know right it's you're not you know on a recreational level you're not going out and doing 40 mile loops you're going to go out and you can do five or ten miles right around camp come back all right five ten miles come back and so you, you know you you're a little bit the average person who rides off road is probably a little bit more comfortable doing 
a West Hare scramble than what they would be doing a National Heron Hound. And if KTM, you know, that the Austrian brands are targeting that market, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kawasaki and Honda and Yamaha follow suit and say, hey, that's also people that we need to target and we need to have a presence there. Yeah, and, and look, right? You've got, you know, GNCC is hands down the biggest off-road series in the United States. Oh, yeah. Hands, hands down, right? Mm-hmm. What, be- what better of an opportunity for those OEMs to start going to this hair scramble series and be able to, you know, almost interchange, you know, riders, right? Yeah, it, 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 it opens up, um, you know, essentially another series for those, those East Coast guys or, hey, you only need one rider for both coasts now. And it's a, it's a similar type of riding. It's not as different as what the GPs or National Heron Hound is from GNCC. Yeah, and and you get, you know, you get a Mateo who's over here and he starts doing that stuff, and he's that good. And KTM or Hus- Husky or Gas Guy has an opening, they move you to GNCC. I mean, that's where those guys want to go anyway. You know, mm-hmm. and and then there's a chance for some of those top level guys on the GNCC side that maybe don't have a ride that can find a ride out here doing that. And let's be honest, Nick, it isn't a big leap from from a hair scramble to NGPC. No GP. No, no, not not at all. It's uh it's more off road in the fact that it's not groomed trails, but it's not you know, you're not gonna go out and destroy your bike. Right. Right. And I mean like I said, I mean I don't know how Cowie doesn't go and Honda doesn't go. So we'll see, right? We'll see what happens, man. You never know, but the the rumblings going around or Western hair scrambles is the next big thing. So we shall see, Nick. Again, man, we're either going to be heroes or zeros. If we're right and if we're wrong, we're wrong. Speaking of heroes or zeros, last little bit of off-road rumblings. Oh. So you you had mentioned the trophy class a little bit earlier. And I I heard the hair scrambles at the at the West Hair Scrambles. Yeah, yeah. And I had heard that there was um, a a resurgence resurgence of interest in certain individuals racing. That there is apparently, and they they were trying to you know band together a group of group of guys that probably shouldn't be on bikes but are you know going to go out there and give it their best. What's yeah, there? yeah. Well, uh, Keith Keith Serpa and I, Austin Serpa's dad, uh, we've been we've been talking smack all year, and he and I are supposed to have some sprint race in the pro pits of one of the GP races before the season's over. And somehow that turned into uh, us. And the trophy class is the perfect place. We can race at nine, get mm-hmm. done, and still be able to do our thing for the pro race. And somehow that has now grown to uh, myself, Keith Serpa. We have tried to rope uh, Saul Jacobs into it. I, he told me earlier he was in. Hundred percent. Oh, all right, all right. 
Um, and then that turned into now Steve Silvestri, or Ava's dad. We're trying to get him roped I, into it. I, I was told he was in as well, confirmed. Oh, there you go. And then there was some discussion. Uh, I don't know what JT Baker's dad's first name is, but getting JT Baker's dad <laughs> to get into this. And it's just, it's just kind of growing, right? It's just a bunch of old dudes uh, talking smack with each other to see who's going to be the fastest. I, so. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And uh, the more people that I can find and send your way, I will. Yes. And now my problem personally is uh, I have to actually go ride my bike that's just sitting in the garage. Yeah, well, you got um, to put down the cigarettes and the McDonald's, buddy. No, nah, I don't. I don't think I need to put the smokes down. But, oh, well, honestly, just for health purposes, yeah, I absolutely have to put those down. Remember, uh, remember when you're riding your bicycle a lot? I don't think the smokes would have helped at that time. No, no, it, it 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 doesn't. And honestly, after this weekend, smack talking and all this stuff going on, <laughs> and now you've heard it. Um, the the pressure to quit has. Has you, gotten a little stronger. You you mean the support to quit? Okay, yes. it's we're, it's not pressure. It's it's not peer pressure. It's support. It's because yes. we love you. Look, and you know I'm not. I, I'll be honest. I'm not worried about any of those fools. To be honest, um, Saul. Yeah, that's a, that's like light work. Um, Keith Serpa, he might be a little faster than I think. Everybody says Steve Silvestri's pretty fast, but I don't know when he's rode a boat, a bike last. So, you know, honestly, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. Go, go in, you know, having high expectations. Yeah. So, so the deal is last round at Will, at Willsieville. That's where okay. we're supposed to do all this stuff, which, all right. you know, could be muddy, could not be. Um, I'm actually, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go. Well, I'm going back to California on Monday, but um, and I will be gone. I'll be down there for like three weeks, so my bike will be up here, but I won't be riding. But uh, I plan to ride when I get back. I actually plan to go to ra- race the trophy class in, in Boise when we go back in September. Nice, um, just to try to get some idea of what it's like and uh, yeah, remember how to ride a, a bike. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll, then we'll see what happens. I mean, my problem is in talent. I got tons of that shit, but it's overflowing, right? Right, but clearly. It's, it's it's the fact that I'm only good for about half a lap, and then things just completely start to disintegrate at that point. I, and this is just just an outside observation. Those those little cancer sticks, that might have something to do with that. Yeah, so I think. We, well, we, could that... get you, we could get you up to like a three-quarters of a lap. Yeah, well, it's not just those, right? There's there's the snowballs that I I'm eat. Not, yeah, the giant uh, the giant Reese's cups that I eat. No, those uh, listen, peanut butter's protein. I've, I've had I've had about forty five freaking cookies today that were homemade that Morgan made. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sodas. I, I understand. You know, I understand stuff. the pain. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all that stuff, but you know. We'll, we'll see what happens, right? I'm right. guessing it's going to be muddy at Willsieville. <laughs> and I'm going to do horribly. But, uh, <laughs> but look, man, it's it's all for fun. And it's all for bragging rights. And yeah. I think, we'll make sure. I think, I think we may try to suck uh, 
Ernie Alvarez into this. Yeah, I'm, we're going to make up a flyer for this and, you know, really, really build this up into like a, you know, a, a title title fight type thing. Yes, we should get we should get flyers made with us face to face. Mhm. Like boxers do at the weigh in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who else could we get, man? Who else? Um you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll start to uh, um chipping away at uh, John try to get him involved in yes! this. Yes. John Kilmartin, he needs something else to train for. Yeah. The waffle ride is over. Yeah, yeah. There's now, now we need something else. But you guys got to name it after some sort of food. Oh, it's, okay. it seems like that's the only races that he he's done in the past in All right. re, in recent history. You know. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll uh, I guess we'll have to see what we uh, we can make happen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know who else is there at that series that we could suck into it, but. <laughs> um, but we'll do our best. But yeah, it should be fun, man. It's 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 definitely fun smack talking at the races about it all. And there was plenty of that last weekend at Bellingham. So <laughs> but we'll we'll see what happens. Perfect. All right, man. Well, hey, as always, it's a pleasure. Yep, yep, yep. Try to get this thing Good. cut together for these guys. And uh thanks for listening, dudes and dudettes. And uh we'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir. Have a good night. All right, Dick. Out.